So the question was posed in a thread of a project manager had been hired and really wasn't effective. And and they eventually asked them to move on because they found the engineers were doing most of the work anyway. And so the project manager just wasn't keeping up with their part of the, the, the role. From 7CTOs, my name is Etienne De Bruin, and you're in the CTO studio. So we started talking about what really does make a good project manager. How do we hold them accountable? How do we arm them with the information that helps them understand what their role is and what they need to be accountable for? Yeah, it reminded me of some experiences in the past or when I was running a a technical services organization and was hiring professional project managers to run complex initiatives and trying to draw the line between what's program management, what's project management, what is the responsibility of the engineer? These were all great questions that we talked about that maybe we could touch on. Yeah, so when I think of program management, I think about the carry feeding of the client, ensuring that the client is heard and listened to, that we understand what the client needs, and that we're communicating effectively back to the client. So that to me is like program, and programs are usually constructed of many projects. But that program manager is really like the conduit outwards to the client or other parts of the organization if you have program managers within your company, if you're a product company. Now, project management to me is more of the inward facing, taking the roadmap that has been collectively prioritized, ensuring that everyone understands um, what their expectations are of the work, helping to break down the roadblocks, get answers when answers are needed. And so it's really that tactical moving the project forward and also the care and feeding and stewardship of ensuring everyone on all aspects of the project, whether it's the program manager, client, or the team, know what's expected of them and know the status. So that's how I look at those two groups, those two roles. And a lot of like when you bring in product managers into the equation and product owners, like they're, they have facets of these roles as well. And I think it's really interesting scale and types of work or the, the scope of how many projects or what's the role? Because let's face it, if you're a startup or you're only 20 people, or at what point do you need a project manager? And at what point is it really the CTO's, the VP's responsibility to be the project manager until you hit a threshold, right? Yeah, I think it, it really depends on the the pace of the work, the complexity of the work, the need for certain people to focus on other things. I've seen project manager people need to come in at like a team of five, but I've also seen them not needed until a team of 20. So as CTOs, we wear multiple different hats and one of them is project manager until such time as that job is large enough that it needs to be a person. And we can't wait until like it's a full-time job. We have to understand how to bring them in when it's, let's say, a part-time job and can start to fill the gap because there's a point at which we can't do all jobs all the time. And that's part of scaling and growing an organization. Now, I'm a big fan of pushing as much of the, what I think traditionally has been thought of as project management into engineers' hands because I do find it to be their responsibility. And when I define I'm hiring an engineer versus a programmer, 
I expect an engineer to be able to work with constraints and time is a constraint. Anything's done is a constraint. That's your job. And so being able to estimate, being able to tell me where you are at the end of every day and communicate that to the team is something that they should be able to do. And I have an expectation there, which pushes for me, project management into a capture and, and communicate to everybody else potentially. Right. Uh, the capture, communicate, thinking of it from a systems thinking perspective, right? Like you're right. The engineer's job is to operate autonomously, ask for what they need and hold themselves to high standards in that process, especially around their commitments. So that is our job to own that part. And I, I see often in dysfunctional organizations where where individual contributors might delegate that responsibility to somebody else. And and I think I see that as a, a red flag or a yellow flag for me. When we had the conversation, when I was talking to Anu about this, I talked about like how important it was for the CTO to set the tone for what's expected around communication. So like, what do you think is the tone or the the direction that the CTO needs to set to project management? Yeah, I believe fundamentally that we have to make engineers accountable to understand that they aren't there to just code. They have to be accountable to their time. Getting things done is what they need to be doing, not just coding. Uh, And making them aware of that responsibility, I think, is part of our role as a CTO to set that tone. I think a really good project manager can be someone who enforces that and doesn't enable people who are not taking that responsibility, but actually facilitates and brings out when people aren't and saying, Hey, can you improve? Or I don't, but they shouldn't be making up for it. They shouldn't be the bandaid that tries to hold it all together when someone's not doing their job about estimates and, and providing status. Yeah. I see that sometimes, um, project management or even engineers like keeping the the bad news under the water, so to speak, under the waterline, where they don't want to share what's really going on so that the child, because they don't want to look like a failure, maybe perhaps. And so when we, but when we keep things under the waterline, it like doesn't allow the organization to grow and it doesn't allow the organization to focus on the mission and delivering the best, highest quality, you know, product that we can. And so we have to be willing to bring those, the dirty stuff uh, above the waterline so that we can actually systemically resolve it. And I think things we can bring are like working, clear working agreements. The role of the CTO is really about also setting the system in which we operate, right? Like a consistent system and a structure or how project management is done. And we as leaders should be overseeing that there is a system and there is a consistency to how we do it. And that like project management can't be ad hoc. It can't be just whatever it is we want to do. One of the things is this dichotomy between project management as delivery and projects where I'm seeing these opportunities to bring in best practices in front-end development for reusable React components. 
That's a project that is not directly tied to delivery, but needs to get bundled in with all of the other work. And so I'm wondering about people's experiences with some of these internal improvement projects that are cross-cutting concerns and not directly tied to uh, feature delivery. One thing I've done to tackle those is not through project management, but creating, I've heard a couple terms, but we'll call them committees and just the governance committees within. There's a front-end governance, there's back-end governance, there's security governance. And giving them time every month to get together and have you know a committee chair, but don't put that into project management per se, but maybe tack that into the, like you said, best practices and excellence that the engineering team is pursuing through a structure that isn't necessarily tied to project management. And that committee has a governance cycle that you can put in place and a structure of how they set up, what are we, what do we care about? that has a life cycle to it. And maybe that peters out because that committee doesn't need to be there anymore. And, but for six months, maybe it's really critical to kick off that initiative, but make that the engineer's responsibility. Yeah, I was just, uh, as you were talking there, I was thinking about what you're, what you're really saying there, if I step up a level, is you're saying everyone needs to intentionally understand their role within the organization and what they can expect of each other. And so when you form these committees for governance, what you're saying is we all own this together collectively as a team. And the team is only successful if we all come together, understand what we can expect from each other, understand our decision-making process, and collectively move forward as a team. I think sometimes we, when we hand something to the project manager, it, it basically, I don't have to be responsible. You have to be responsible for this thing. When in reality, we need to be responsible for this thing to happen. And human nature is it's always easier to say somebody else isn't doing their job. Of course we are. And in reality, if we're not owning collectively these things, then we're actually not doing our jobs as well. And so the more we can be intentional, how do we process these things? How do we make decisions? It's really important to, to bring all that together and, and, take, and for everyone to take ownership in the process. I just had a question about, you know, we're mentioning project managers being possibly under the, the C-suite or under the CTO level. I've seen in my organization right now where you have different departments saying, oh, we'll make so-and-so a project manager at this one. And they want the full control. So we've got sales, for example, client uh, services, for example, different departments that say, oh, no, our guy can be the project manager. Who, who in your experience should take that over? And, and there's that infighting that kind of happens. I have the philosophy that there are four core flows to a business. So I'm going to think from the flows of a business. Um, and a business has to operate on all these flows in order to be successful. There's the sales flow, the people flow, the finance flow, and the product flow. And I think it's really important that each flow is owned by a single person that can make decisions for that flow. And so when you get into these situations where let's say finance has a project manager that wants to project manage a sales process, you actually get a bifurcation of the flow and it inhibits that flow from being focused on outcomes, being able to operate within themselves to deliver on the mission. So I'm not a fan of bifurcating that flow. Now, within that flow, there's a lot going on. There's products, there's engineering, there might be a customer support organization, who knows? And there's a lot of different ways that could be done within that flow. 
but I'm not a fan of bifurcating it and like a centralized project team that runs everyone else's work because there's conflicts of interest there that cause friction. I totally agree with you and I've seen it happen, but the idea that there should be the sort of cross domain management just doesn't really work. And I think even program management offices or project management offices suffer. That's like a worst case. If you have to do that, you really need to think why. My definition is all project management should be local. And for me, that starts with the engineer. Can they do it? And when can they not do it? But for me, there's project management and then the attempt of doing project management with Scrum, which is not the same thing which is an interesting concept. And I'll start with that. I, I don't use Scrum anymore. So I'd be curious where people have gone with that. Is project management Scrum or is project management something different to you? Scrum is just a framework in which yeah. you do great work. I've seen great Scrum. I've seen not great Scrum. I've seen people not create their own process. I have many times created a variation between Kanban and Scrum, and I've also been very Kanban. I'm a fan of looking at the organization at the team level and saying, what works within this team and what is going to make this team successful? And if some of the ceremonies of Scrum make that successful, then that's great. But to do a ceremony because there is a ceremony and because that's what the book tells us to do or whatever, that's, I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of constructing a highly well-oiled machine that delivers on the mission. I think that's what we, when we start adding layers, we can get away from the mission or we can add, drop the accountability for certain people to be, you know, drivers in that mission. And there are many challenges with adding project management and where we're, we think we're adding good, but we're not actually fixing a fundamental problem. We run Scrum, but we've got, and so just so much of this resonates. We've got, and I think about it a lot, even just down to the idea of should project manager even be a title, right? <laughs> because it approaches the job from the angle of the project rather than either the work or influencing people to do the work kind of thing. I'm try, I try to be vocal with our engineering team, especially about you know, taking responsibility. And I even see the, yeah, just the, Bifurcation is the word uh, Kathy used uh, when that project manager is answering to multiple teams and they're influencing my team in a way that I don't, you know, really approve of, or it's just distilling everyone's thoughts about how engineering should run rather than the engineering teams, that type of thing. With our project manager, they also act as our scrum master. And I think they do a really good job at that. And I think they do in general. I worry that their role is not particularly fulfilling. Like they're just sitting in on a lot of meetings. A lot of people in our organization are absolving themselves of responsibility for managing projects because you can just hand it to the project uh, manager. But yeah, they, I think they do a really good job running our sprints, doing our retrospectives, which I think are just all, probably the most powerful thing of Scrum uh, that we do. But I really want to be moving their role on the engineering team over to what I'm reading as like product operations manager rather than project manager. And I, when I read those job descriptions, I'm like, oh, that's 75% of what they do. And that's everything we need uh, type of thing. Just a scaling function at the back end of the processes that we put in place. I think it's an excellent point. And I think that the, I, the, the role of product uh, fits in here very nicely. That's something you just brought up, which is, uh, I, like, I think I heard I, you, you bring it up. You know, which is the ability to product should own in, in a lot of ways, how things are being delivered and not just what's being delivered, but it's, it's much more, it's much deeper than that, right? Because 
if, if product is just catching what gets delivered, then there's no impact on how and, and why, and they need to be involved early on. Are they just a stakeholder that was at the very end and getting a demo? Well, I don't think that's good enough. So I, I think you bring up some really good points that product management has, has a responsibility to play a part in what we may have called project management before, or maybe scrum master in other worlds. That's a pretty interesting relationship. Now, I wear both hats, right? I wear the product hat. I wear the CTO hat. I think I wear the project hat in one of my small organizations. And so I'm seeing all of that in current. But I think one of the things that served me, we didn't talk about earlier, is just this concept of estimations. I love, and this was just something that the person who brought this to the team, the question up, uh, was struggling with was they weren't getting estimates. And just the, the their project manager was falling down in, in not being able to gather the, these details. And I, and, and I thought about it with, we kind of talked about the questions they were asking. And I feel very strongly that the, the engineers should be delivering estimates because the estimates tell you where there's risk. And that's project management is identification of risk. And if you can identify the risk, you can manage the risk. You can squash the risk. You can unblock people. It's one of the most important parts of project management. I think you get to it by asking a simple question. How long is that going to take? And when they say, I don't know, you better not be starting it because I'm not buying. I don't know. I'm buying. It gets done in a week. And I'm, got, and, and I'm not even going to, you can even be a non-estimates person and still ask the question, what's the estimate? I'm not going to hold you accountable, but I want to know if you know what you're doing. And the only way I know is if you can do it in a particular time frame. And that's the hardest thing for a project manager to realize that's the only question they should have to ask. But it's also the most difficult one because they get a pushback, right? They're like, whoa, you're going to hold me accountable to that? Whoa, wait. Or I'm going to fluff that product, that estimate by a ton because I think I'll get it done then because I think I'm going to get held accountable to it. But if you can break that ice and say, listen, I'm asking you because I want to know. I'm here to help you with this question. Tell me what you really think this is going to take. And if you tell me, four hours and you're confident, that's a very different thing than eh, maybe a day or two. I've never done this before. Oh, that's what I wanted to know. You've never done this before. Should I have somebody else help you? Should I have somebody else altogether? Do I want to make an investment in teaching you how to do this? Or do I just want to get it done? Now I have a decision, right, that I can make. And I, I got there from one question, the estimate. Dude, you looked so scary when you asked those questions. <laughs> it is it's the hardest part i think uh, it's that one little question is so hard with engineers i had a fascinating conversation with my mentor once who said to me as an executive we don't have the luxury of not doing estimates because we have expertise we have experience we've been there done that so we can do guesstimates educated guesses and it's our responsibility to do that. And we don't get to shy away from that. And I love how you're framing it around the project manager being able to manage time constraints and therefore being able to give some sort of estimates and, and then being the willingness then to say that I'm here to collaborate and help you. This is a conversation. This isn't a command. Well, I, I bring it down to, can you take a project manager or can you in, enable a project manager who's not technical to be successful with a technical team? And yes, you can, but they have to be fearless and they have to be able to ask that simple question of how long is it going to take? Because I'll, I'll use my example. I, when I was running an engineering organization and a technology I had no experience in, 
And I would go to my engineers and ask, how, how are we going to do this for this customer? I, it was in the, you know, conditional access and satellites and things that I was new to. And I was inheriting this, you know, fantastic team of world-class engineers and talk about foster syndrome, right? Where you're like, I don't even know how to spell some of the acronyms you guys were using. I'm getting up to speed for the first year. And, and I still had to make sure these, these deliveries for, for major worldwide customers were getting done. And the, the, you could break that ice, but by just saying, that's fantastic. I trust that you're a great engineer. How long is it going to take? And, you know, let me work with you on the whiteboard today to build the plan. Let's put estimates together. And, and if I can show that I'm supporting them in just being able to get their deliverable, that I'm not a, I'm not an adversary at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm on the team. I'm supporting them. And that just switches everything. Yeah. And I just briefly, I think that's where the. The antithesis of that is my CEO is pressuring me for timelines. I just turn around and put that pressure right onto my people, take their answers, wrap it up, take it right back up to the C-suite. And at that point, I've added absolutely zero leadership, zero value. I've just been nothing. And that's where everyone starts getting that trauma. Yeah, exactly. From my world. The tension that exists between should the engineer be promoted to an engineering manager, to a project manager, are those two completely different things. I, I'm, I'm interested in the person or the personality traits that are best suited for project management and engineering management. And maybe we can start with canonically, what is the difference between the two? Do you have a services organization that's selling work or do you have a product organization that's building product? And I think that there's a very distinct thing there where if you have an engineer who's becoming someone who can sell work and manage work and not just people, because project management in a services organization selling is a salesperson, right? They're, they're your person who's going to find the next deal within that customer. Because they should be clear, they should be the one talking, communicating, doing statements of work, change orders on top of it, brainstorming and being able to whiteboard. And if you've got that person in a services organization, amen. And you can convince them to be and compensate them like that if they want that life. But that's different in a product organization where you, you don't have that need. You need great project leadership to deliver, but still maybe more focused on the engineering the technical side of things. Kathy, what's your experience? Yeah, I, I like your framing there around like product organizations. The engineering manager is probably much more prevalent in that type of organization. And in client consultancies, the project manager takes more of a central role. But I, I actually look at project management as a role, not a job title. And so when we break the project manager role down to the competencies that person needs to hold, that project manager role could live in multiple different people. It could live in the CTO. It could live in a VP of engineering. It could live in a tech lead. It could live in an engineering manager, right? That role is a set of competencies that somebody fulfills in every organization. They just might have a different title. And it might, that role might be part of their job, not all of their job. It's just a hat that they wear. But they need to know that they're wearing that hat. And I see that happen a lot where there's just this implicit thought that, you know, so-and-so is going to do the project management role, but it's not explicitly stated as part of their function. And I think we need to get, again, more intentional 
being intentional is my word for 2022. Whereas with engineering management, that is more of a job title. Yeah, an engineering manager is a, is a job title that has a set of roles that it fulfills. And they might be very, they might vary depending on the needs of the org. So if there is one thing I'd like to run by you. I'm trying to define the stream of main projects and have one some sort of champion that is going to be responsible to be the project manager of one, one of the stream of work. It seems to be working currently, but I think as you have way more experience than me on that, I'd like to see if you would see like any kind of red flag or things that could turn on the wrong side. I think that's a great step to have someone owning a stream of work in that regard. I would think that you need to just be aware as when you have three, five, ten streams of work, that you have some alignment for how each of these people operate. And that's where our role as CTO comes in to set the systems and uh, around that, that, that makes sure that those streams of work are all doing project management in a similar way so that similar levels of information bubble up. Thank you so much for joining us in the CTO studio. Kathy and Matt talking about project management, hot topic in many startups. And so if you have any more questions, head over to 7ctos.com slash podcast. Reach out to me anytime and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.